Hello, everybody, and welcome to another dev party. Hello. I'm Vanya. I'm Eric. Hey, how are you? Oh, I'm doing okay, actually. How are you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. I heard it's raining over there. Is it, that true? It is absolutely raining. Yeah, it's our first big oh. rain of the, the rain season now, so. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is Dev Party, and yes. what we do here is we develop film while talking to you about developing film and other stuff. What are we developing this time around? We are developing a positive film in E6 today. So instead of pulling out negatives, we're going to get some positives. Yes. And we're going to show you that it's not that hard to do. We're going to be going step by step with this one and then kind of obviously bullshitting in between. Yes. Uh, it is not hard to do. It is a little more complex than your typical black and white. So pay attention. We have done this as recently as yesterday. And are we professionals? No. But are we going to do this right? We don't know. So <laughs> the first thing Probably we have not. No, well, the first thing we have to do is start developing. So we yeah. are pre-soaking right now. And um, let's pour out the pre-soak and pour in the developer. How does that sound? Okay. So interesting thing the uh first there's two different developers so we're actually developing um we're pouring in number one which is not exactly the color developer just yet no the first developer which are you ready to pour it in yes okay let's start the timer and pour in the first developer right now all right okay this developer will be developing at 105 degrees fahrenheit for six and a half minutes Yes. And the this... agitation, they're saying, is 15 seconds every 30 seconds. And they don't explain it being different, so we will be doing that across the board yes. for every single step. The instructions that we're using, are we're using the Aristocats, and the instructions are abysmal. So they aren't very clear as to how much you're actually supposed to agitate. So we are doing 15 seconds on, 15 seconds off for the whole duration. We've had luck with it in the past, so it can't be too far from off. <laughs> so since we've got roughly six minutes left, what are you developing? What did you shoot today? Uh, Kodak? Uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. What <laughs> are you shooting today? No, no. Wait, hold on. I have to go get the little jar. I can't remember. Hold on. Okay. She's going to get the little jar right now. Uh, for all you folks at home, I know what she shot. It's Elite Chrome, but I'm not going to tell her that. Okay. Okay, what, you, what did you shoot? <laughs> Elite Chrome. I had a suspicion that you did. <laughs> yeah, uh, so again, we developed yesterday, and I developed a, an expired roll, because I just don't, I don't actually buy a lot of slide film, because yeah. I don't really shoot with it a lot sometimes i do and i cross process but i'm just it's just not it's just not something that i purchase a lot most of these rolls have been given to me so that means that most of the rolls that i have of slide film are expired so if you don't know what elite chrome is this i think was expired in 2006 yeah right. color slide and it's uh 200 speed but because it's old Eric and I decided that I should shoot half of it at 50 ISO and the other half at 100. And we'll see what happens. I I want to say that I'm hopeful, but I am not. No. 
Uh, well, I mean, I've had a lot of good luck with elite chrome. That's I think that's newer than a lot of the older ectochromes that are floating around uh, around out yeah. there. Obviously, the new ectochrome is the new ectochrome, but this is not that. This was sort of no, the predecessor. It was sort of the sequel to ectochrome and the prequel yeah. to the new ectochrome. So, like great grandfather, maybe or maybe stepfather. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's just film. <laughs> Fine. Okay. So. How about you? I am developing Provia 100F, maybe. And okay. this is in 4x5 sheets. I got a, a large pack of Provia for, I think it was very, very incredibly cheap, maybe free. It is expired. Um, I have shot with it and developed it in ECN2, and it looks fine as far as that goes. I do not know how this will look. While it's all chemistry and all science, and if you follow the directions, it'll turn out okay, uh, there's still, uh, this maybe has a little, this is a little less forgiving, maybe. We are trying to do a dev party and explain how simple it is to develop slide film and E6, and you can do it, and what your options are. That's true. So we're trying to be encouraging, so we both decided hey, let's shoot some expired film. It might not come out and make a dev party and see what happens. <laughs> well, I have, I, have, I have faith that mine will come out. There'll be something there. Uh, it's just okay. that slide film is tricky. You know, slide film is a, is a lot less forgiving than regular film, a lot less forgiving than black and white. Mm -hmm. It's That's just the nature of the beast. So if you want to shoot slide film, you're going to have to be good at metering. And you're going to have to be, you know, develop it pretty close to right away uh yeah. unless you want some color shifts you want to do some weird color shifts then you know it should expire in a toy camera in a desert and hope for the best and then develop it in ecn2 like i do all the freaking time <laughs> and you will be okay uh, on our last episode we talked quite a lot about the history of e-sick or well, about the history of slide film and the history of of how kodak mostly uh was involved with all of that E1 through E6. And we touched on E6 a little bit, but we left it open because, hey, we're doing it now. E6 was, uh, it was invented or come up with in uh, 1976 and it came to market in 77. And like all of the other E's, this was meant to be uh, a kit. So you could do it in, in the home. Of course, labs had it. Labs could buy it in like five gallon and 25 gallon barrels. But for the home, you had pint and gallon size kits, and most of them were pint, actually. And that was so, you know, you could, you could do it on your own. And they really encouraged that. Kodak was very involved in their customers at one point. Kind of weird. Uh, and then they also had, uh, with the kits, you could buy it with like a seven bottle kit, but you could also buy the two developers separately, which is pretty awesome. That is pretty awesome. Yeah. How much time do we have? We've got about 30 seconds left. Ooh, cool. Yeah. And so with this, you do a water stop. Um, that's, that, is, that is traditionally how Kodak wanted you to stop E6 film, was with water stop. It wasn't with a, an acid stop. So that's what we're doing. And we've got 15 yeah, seconds left. So let's start getting ready to pour out. We've got 10 seconds left. Let's start pouring out. Ooh, mine's starting to turn... A cotton candy pink. Ooh, pretty. Okay, and so per the instructions, we are supposed to fill the tank and empty it seven times with... Um, I'm going to say five, maybe. Okay, with water at <laughs> the same temperature as uh, the developer, which is 105. And so because this is going to get noisy, we'll take a little break. All right. 
after these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, man, is that Freedom Rock? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. Remember the good old days? You know, war, protest. Going to jail. Well, man, we found this new album called Freedom Rock. It's got all those great songs we used to groove to back then. Just listen. I said, whoa. Good God, y'all. Finally, it's Freedom Rock has it all, man. 40 original rock hits by the original artists. On four records, three cassettes, or two CDs. Come on, people now. Man, you should get Freedom Rock, too. Four records or three cassettes are only $19.95. Two CDs, only $24.95. Here's how to order. And now, back to our program. Okay. And we're back. We are back. So we are now ready to pour in our color developer. And that gets four and a half minutes. Are you ready to pour in? Yes, All right. I am. Start the timer. Let's do it. So pour in. So this is our second developer. Um, the first one is technically a black and white developer. Yep. Because of the ingredients that you looked up. Yes, it's a it's a hydroquinine based uh, developer, and I think there's some other stuff in it. Or there's obviously some other stuff in it too. But hydroquinine seems to be the uh, the uh, uh, developing agent. And that is to develop the blacks and whites. The blacks, I guess, in the film. I guess I'm not. I'm not really up on the chemistry of E6, to be honest. Uh, which is, I, I never really use it. But yeah. the color developer is now. We are developing the color. This is what we're doing now, and that's four and a half minutes of uh, intense fun, really. Yeah. yeah. So six and a half minutes for the first, and four and a half for the second. Yes. Um, Both at 105. Yes. Which makes it really easy um, because you're, you know, you don't have different temperatures for each thing. I really like it when it's just across the board. Yeah. This is, this is what you need. Um, but also in the instructions, you will see that there are other temperatures. So technically you can, you can develop at 70 Fahrenheit for like 26 minutes or 80 at 16 and a half, 85 at 13 and a half. And then there's a big jump to 105 and that's six and a half minutes. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. It is. Yeah. It's just, it's a long developing if you're not doing it at, at 105 temp. I do wish that they gave times for like a hundred, which is easier to maintain or, you know, 90 or something, but they don't. I have a feeling Cinestill might, but honestly, whatever, I have no idea what Cinestill is doing with their developers at this point. It's do they do they have an E6 developer? Not technically, but they've made their own developer that can that that messes with the colors, I guess, the color shifts. And this what what that probably is is uh, they're messing with the pH levels. And when you do mess with the pH levels, you do have different color shifts. I see. So I have a feeling that's what they're doing, though I don't know. I'm using a um, Patterson tank, so oh. I have a towel wrapped around it, and it's leaking everywhere. Oh, cool. I am using a Stearman <laughs> press tank, and there's no towel around it, and I'm leaking everywhere. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm leaking very little, but though I am leaking a little bit. Um, so anybody who's used um, C41 kits is familiar with Blix, and that is bleach and fixer together in one chemical. 
the kits that we're using, the Arista kit, and there's also a Tetanol kit. I, there's a Fuji kit, but I don't think they do this. They also use Blix. And Blix was introduced into the E6 process in 1987 by Kodak. I don't know if there was another kit somewhere else that used it before, but Kodak introduced it in 87. And so these kits are largely based off of that. Okay, we've got about 30 seconds left. As you can tell, we're doing some editing here to, to edit things down because... There's really no reason to let you hear everything we say. Half of what we say... is <laughs> <in laughs> <It's> nonsense. <laughs> yeah, kinda. Uh, half the things we say mean something else, and the other half doesn't mean anything at all. <laughs> we have got ten seconds left to go, so let's get ready to pour out our color developer. Glug, glug, glug. It looks like a uh, flat RC Cola. So, yeah. so RC Cola. And again, we will be rinsing with hot water. So we will um, catch you. We'll take a little break. Okay. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. For St. Patrick's Day, your Carvel store has Cookie puss You know, that's Cookie Puss, but he's dressed up like an Irishman. And then we have Hug Me O' Bear. She's dressed up like an Irishman, too. They're made as cakes. They're just absolutely beautiful, made only in the Carvel stores using premium quality fresh Carvel ice cream. Please go to your Carvel dealer and ask to see their entire ice cream cake line. Thank you, folks, and have a nice day. And we're back. We now will be adding the Blix, the aforementioned Blix. It's a 10 minute blixing. And uh, are you ready to add? Let's, let's uh, yeah, push let's the button do it. and do it. Okay, add your blix. Blix, um, I don't know. I've been using the ECN2 kits pretty much consistently uh, for the past three or four years. And that, those kits have a separate bleach and fixer. And I understand that, you know, that's a kind of a pain for, for you know, a lot of people. I like it. Uh, so if if, <laughs> if one goes bad, you can tell which one goes bad. And yeah, you know, that makes sense. I just I do it. I do it. I do enjoy it. Um, I like blitz. Cool. I don't mind it, but I will say that it's. I've said this before. Um, when it's really hot, you have to be careful to make sure that you kind of burp your tank a little bit <laughs> because it can explode yes. out of it. Not fun. Yeah, my first experience with developing color film was having Blix explode in my face. Oh. Yeah. That explains a lot. It, does it? I don't know if it does. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Oh, God. And I was thinking back to when I started developing my own film, and I started with color. I started with, with C41 yes. uh, before I did black and white, because black and white always kind of freaked me out a little bit, because I wasn't, mm -hmm. I didn't get it. You know, it was one of those things where it was like, well, mm -hmm. how do you know which developer to use and for how long? And... I just didn't, I didn't get it. Which is so strange because I feel like most people, including myself, start with black and white development and then fearfully go into color at some point. <laughs> yes, I think it's every photographer's duty for some reason to tell people, oh no, color is pretty How difficult. Hard it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's... it is. And I've, I said that like the other day. It's It seemed like I would hit these, like people would, and you know, they had their reasons, but I felt like, 
a lot of people were so discouraging in like developing your own film. And I get it. Like some people just need things to be perfect. This film has to look like this. This film should be developed in E6, not C41. And I, I understand that's, you know, personal preference. Uh, but as far as, um, you know, holding people back and not letting them try new things, I think that's ridiculous. Yeah. And that's why we are doing this episode on E6 because we both don't really develop an E6 very often. I think the last time I bought chemicals were was like six years ago. So oh, it's wow. been a while. Wow. Or okay. maybe no, six years ago, maybe like four years ago. Okay. I don't know. Well, it's been a while. Yeah. So <laughs> Well my last Honestly, time I might still have it. Well that's actually I mean that's not too crazy. My last time when I have my bottles marked, uh it was five twenty five sixteen. So that oh, okay. was, you know, over four years ago. I just don't... Yeah, maybe 16. That sounds good. That sounds about right. <laughs> well, a lot of people will say, like, when you pull the, the negatives... Well, sorry. When you pull the positives off of the developing reel, you know, it's like, oh, it's life-changing. And, you know, I mean, as far as life-changing things go, no, it's not. But it is really impressive is to cool. do that. It is really, really cool. And, of course, doing sheets. And I've done that. I've pulled, you know, uh, positive sheets. A positive sheet out. That's yeah. so... Ugh, what did you shoot, by the way? Tell us. Tell us the camera. Tell us what you shot. Well, okay. I don't... Okay. We have 10 minutes of blixing, so... Oh, that is true. That, that, should, that should be enough time. <laughs> um, to be honest, I don't know the subjects that I shot. My notes are somewhere right now. They're not with me. But I did. I do know that I shot it on uh, the Chamonix. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure that I didn't shoot it in the handheld Graflex. So these will be four shots that I set up purposely. I took the time with, and I hopefully metered correctly. I meant to meter correctly anyway. So these mm-hmm. should look okay. Okay. They should look okay. Um, in a previous episode, a few episodes back, we asked if we if we composed differently for color and black and white. Um, I don't remember my answer on that one. But um, I have a feeling that I did compose fairly differently in color for four 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 by five. I think that's something I really do take care, and it's very rare that I use color in four by five. I don't. uh, I'm really be falling. I'm falling out of love with color, to be honest. Okay, but it was on your summer trip. It was on the summer trip, and in five minutes plus washing, uh, we will know. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! I'm terrified about mine. It's expired. It might not come out. And uh, that's kind of a bummer. Yeah, well, you shot that this morning. I did. Why don't you tell us what you were shooting? Because it's way more interesting than me not remembering. (laughs) Okay. I shot with uh, my Nakanos 5, 35mm. And I went for a surf. Uh, When I first went down to the beach, I actually was just going to swim around and maybe shoot like some waves. And then I caught up with a friend and she was headed uh, a little bit, a couple miles north of where I was. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to tag along and hang out with you guys. So I ended up um, paddling out on my surfboard and putting the camera inside my wetsuit. Like now this, uh, 
If you guys follow me on Instagram, I have like several water cameras. When I do that, I like to carry the plastic ones around because they're a little bit more compact and smaller. They can fit in my wetsuit. But today I had my Nikonos 5 because it has an ISO setting and I really wanted to try to get the metering correct. So I would stick it in A and then try to um, point in the direction where I was going to be shooting to see like what the speeds were. And then I would adjust my camera as I go and then just hope for the best, basically. Now you're doing all um, of this while treading water or on your surfboard. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because photography isn't isn't difficult enough. <laughs> no. You've got to add to the element difficult. of, oh shit, there's a wave. Yeah. Yes. So what were you yeah, shooting? It was really funny. Um, surfers. Yeah. Okay. So what I did this time, um, which I've been really trying to practice more doing this. Um, so most, you know, water photographers, they are swimming. Right. And they're shooting, you know, people surfing next to them or by them and they swim around. And that's really difficult too, definitely, especially when it's a lot bigger. Today was pretty small, so I felt like this was like manageable. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if it really was, but somewhat manageable. I said like, hey, if you see me go on a wave, just go in front of me. Because what I was trying to do is like I had, so for instance, just one specific thing that I did was I stuck my camera inside my wetsuit, like next to like my collarbone close up, because if you go lower than when I'm paddling on my stomach, it's just going to hit the board and ding it up. So I kind of stick it up high (laughs) and paddle, catch the wave. They go in front of me and then I kind of get myself like angled. And then I grab my camera, pull it out, try to frame it with them in it and take the picture. (laughs) So you are so, photographing yeah. while surfing. You are on the board, on a wave, standing up, taking a photo. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. It's yeah. not. <laughs> it's it's not easy. Also, there is a mind game that I play with myself. I I can't. Like I know that I have my camera with me, so I'm much more careful, and I don't. I don't. I'm not as bold as I usually am. Okay. Because I have like I have done that and then like had a bag on the beach and I would drop my camera off just to catch a couple waves and just the difference between like having it and, and not having it is is huge. I, I'm trying my hardest to be like super careful. I don't want to drop the camera. I don't want to drop it on my surfboard and crack the surfboard because sure. you know it's got a resin like glass job or break the camera and it's it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot going on. So. They're crazy pictures sometimes, and but there you can see movement and action, and there's like splashing, and there's probably going to be water spots on my lens. As much as I tried my hardest to like lick the lens and wipe it off and try to keep as much. <laughs> You're a lens <laughs> licker, aren't you? I am a lens licker. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we we have about a minute. Oh my gosh, are you serious? Oh god, it's so terrifying, you guys. <laughs> Uh, but I, I had such a good time and some of the, um, the girls I was surfing with are like traditional longboarders. So very like 1960, like late sixties, cute little bathing suits, big old log, like longboard, single fins. Ugh, love it. So if I get a couple, I'll be so, so happy. Um, if not, I told, and, and I told them to, and they know, I'm like, Hey, like these might not come out. Cross your fingers, hope they do, but, you know, we'll see. <laughs> we'll <Yeah>. see soon. <laughs> so we will see in about 20 seconds. 
Ugh, I'm so stressed. Don't be stressed. It'll be okay. Well, it is a lot of work. And, yeah. You know, I probably shouldn't be shooting expired film, but I really love shooting expired film. And I'm trying not to waste film. All these, uh, all these, you know, if you can get, get these to work, then you definitely, you definitely get them to work. Uh, so I'm hoping I have your luck here a little bit. Oh, uh, well, let's hope so. Let's pour out our Blix because we are done. Oh my goodness. We, um, yeah, we are done, and now it's just the, the washing. That's all there is. There's no stabilizer in this. Uh, Kodak used to have a stabilizer that they would ship with this, but not anymore. We're going to wash up, and we'll be right back with the results. And now, these messages. It's back, starting next Friday. The Empire Strikes Back. Han Solo is back. Up. Fuzzball. Princess Leia is back. I just assumed it's a Wookiee. I can arrange that. Yoda's back. In fact, the whole gang is back. Join me. The Empire Strikes Back for a special limited engagement rated PG. Wait, let me eat. Starts Friday at a theater near you. And now, back to our program. All right. And Eric. Yes, Vanya. I got pictures. No I'm shit. So happy. Yes. <laughs> nice. Oh my goodness. Oh, they're so fun. Awesome. Oh, they're so fun. Awesome. Oh, and they're positives. Oh, it, it is just, it is such a fun thing to pull out positives, you guys. If you haven't done it, I definitely recommend it. I would... Um, but before I completely 100% recommend it, I would say that before you buy a kit, I would try to shoot as much slide film as you can uh, because these don't really last very long. They are a little bit um, pricey and they don't last as long as the C41 kits do, at least in my opinion. The instructions do tell you as you go on to add time, which is probably something we should be considering. Yeah, it's like 15 seconds every time you use it. Something like that, yeah. Um, you can you know, read it for yourself in the instructions. As far as um, how many rolls you can do, it looks like it says 12 uh, 35 millimeter rolls, or 8. Okay. Uh, 8 120 rolls. I see. Yeah. Hmm. So it's not, you know, it's expensive. It's expensive. It may be worth just going to the lab for you. It may be more cost effective and just easier for you to go to the lab. And if it is, do that. And if it's not, give it a shot. You know, get eight, get your eight rolls. You can definitely, you know, I'm sure that there's going to be people here with stories like, oh, I did 20 rolls. And yeah, it probably did. It probably lasts that long. But uh, yeah. the recommendation is eight. So, okay. you know, Interesting. take that into account or not, you know, it's your film. I don't care. So, so did you pull out your negatives? Please pull, I mean, positives. Ugh, see, I can't even get my wrap my head around it. <laughs> I am ready to pull them out. Let me dry my hands off real quick here. Um, so I'm yep. pulling out my photos, and uh, two were duds. And I think that was from, I'm not sure, honestly. I'm not sure what happened there. Oh, no. Yeah, two were duds, completely duds. But two were not. Two <gasps> were, they're, they're positives. I'm, I have a four by five slide, essentially. <laughs> Let me see. And I will uh, take a picture of this. Yes. Um, this is the fun part. So when we develop, when we're actually, even when we're not dev partying, we'll develop together because it's 
it's kind of fun to have a partner. It really is. Honestly, yeah. if you guys haven't done it before, call your BFF <laughs> or call somebody <laughs> that develops and develop together. It's a lot of fun. Um, and then when you're done, we totally go on DMs and he shows me his pictures and I show him mine. Oh, that is so fun. It's huge. Well, the first one, okay, the first one that I just showed you, the first one is of Battle Canyon in Kansas. And that was a Northern Cheyenne battle against the United States Army. Uh, it's Battlefield. Uh, the, the second one is, um, it's, it's an interior of Granite School in uh, the Granite Schoolhouse in uh, Wyoming, sort of near Laramie, uh, like a little bit okay. west of Laramie. And I'm really in awe here. Uh, and I, it, it takes a lot for me to get excited about color, but this, this is fucking fun. <laughs> did you send it? Did you send I it? I did. Yeah, it's there. Ooh, oh, dang. Wow, Eric, those colors are just, like, perfect. And you're shooting in low light. Wow. Yeah, these were, yeah, um, the, the one was an interior <laughs> shot inside of the schoolhouse um, with, like, a desk and a chalkboard. And, and I will definitely post these on the show notes so y'all can see them. And, Ooh, yeah. yeah, I'm looking at your pictures now, and these are really amazing, Vanya. These are really, really, really fun. Uh, the ones of you on your board, really, really fun. I love it. I love it. I mean, there's one thing like setting up a shot inside of a schoolhouse and you're metering and you're taking into account things and you're framing and you're there for maybe a 15 minutes doing setup for one shot and you're doing something completely different. Yeah. I'm doing all of that in like three seconds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and doing it well, I might add. Doing it well. Uh, I will see when I scan them. They look super good as positive, but you know how it is with the scanning. I don't know. I can't stand scanners. <laughs> um, I'm very excited. I mean, these are positives. We don't really need to go to the futures for these. We can see them right no, now. No, I can see them. They're very, um, your, your images are wonderful. Thank you. I would say mine look pretty blue. It was, it was foggy. It was in between the overcast morning burn, uh, burn off right before the sun was like high enough to burn off it. Oh, so sure. it was kind of on the bright side yeah. for some of these, but these, I'm just so excited. I am so You excited. should be. You've got it. some amazing it photos. Makes me, it makes me so happy because this summer I got out of my element and I did something completely different yeah. than I usually do. And that's really be, uh, really try to be more thoughtful of what I was shooting. Sure. Um, because I had, I had more time to do that. Yeah. And with, <laughs> with shooting like this, it, it is kind of more of a candid feel, but that's what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for like a professional, like surfer magazine shot. I'm looking for the complete essence of like just being out there having fun and like surfing and, and, and being able to document that. Look, I know that we, we gave emulsive shit for their E6 article. <laughs> and I mean, I understand where that weird gatekeeper thing comes from. These are amazing to look at both of ours, but yes. again, that's subjective. We like what we see right now. There's definitely some slide film that I've produced that I did not like. And there's definitely mm -hmm. some cross-process stuff that I liked better. So mm -hmm. figure out what you like. Figure out what you love. And yeah. stick with that. Try everything. And when you find that thing that you love, stick with it. Or at least, you know, try to stick with it. <laughs> and let people <laughs> shoot their own shots. Let people do what they want to in with photography. Because, I mean, look. It's just a fucking hobby. <laughs> Yeah. So it is. Yeah. Are you are you are you happy? You happy? Oh my gosh, I'm so happy. These are wonderful. It's all that matters. I guess that about wraps it up then, doesn't it? 
Yeah, I think so. Well, if you guys mm -hmm. uh, do a, a dev party with a friend or just by yourself, you know, hashtag dev party to your story or your pictures that you develop because that would be kind of fun for us to yeah. share. Yeah. And in closing, remember, we've got a Patreon now. So go over and check that out. That's in the show notes. We've got a website. Check that out. And that's it. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. We'll see you in a week. Uh, we love you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.